0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 128 of For the Love of Guns. This is the podcast about the people, the products, and the priorities of the firearms culture. Now we're releasing this a few days early because this is our Black Friday podcast. That's right, today is Black Friday and I have Jim Wiggins from Bowden Tactical. Now we're going to talk about upgrading and building ARs and this is a really cool gift idea for that special someone who shoots. One of my missions is to get people to build and upgrade their own firearms. And I really like Bowden Tacticals products. They're not paying me anything for this. You buy their products. I'm not getting anything for it. They just make great products that I believe in. I can't do this show without sponsors and I really love my sponsors. These are also products that I truly believe in. Now, the first sponsor of the podcast is Falco Holsters. You've been hearing me talk about Falco Holsters for a while. Now, you know that if you go to Falco holsters, use the checkout code Banshee, you'll save 10%. But if you go to Falco today, Black Friday, you could save 20% by using the code BF2023. So remember, at Falco, they can build a holster for any gun, every budget, without sacrificing quality. Now, this podcast is also brought to you by Ammo Squared. At Squared, they're rethinking ammo. I really love the concept that they're going for, because, I mean, we need ammo, we're gun people, we need the ammo to keep our guns running, but they're also thinking about ammo as an investment. And what I really like about their website is they have like this transparency in ammo prices that you can see what ammo prices are trading. So if you're used to investing in the stock market or metals or anything, any other type of investment, They're doing the same charts for ammo. Definitely go check out Ammo Squared. I have a link down below. Now it's time to talk to Jim. Jim, tell me about your love of guns.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Jim Wiggins, uh, General Manager of Bowden Tactical, and uh, we're a parts manufacturer in Northeastern Ohio, making parts for the AR platform rifles. Now, Jim,
0: we met... Um, well, we we met a while a little while ago, a little over a year and a half ago. Uh, hung mm-hmm. out together at shot. This is Bowden Tactical is kind of kind of unique for me. Um, I really love the products, but I, I love that they're U.S. made. I mean, you've got a price point that's that's really attractive, but you're also making these things in the U.S. Okay. So I know there's a whole there's a whole thing behind you of of a company because you're not just making AR parts. I mean, you're a full full on DOD
1: machine shop too, right? We are. Um, we are an aerospace machine shop. We've been in business for a little over 70 years, started in the 1950s as a uh, grind shop, uh, very heavy in the audio, automotive industry in the early years. Uh, we went through a lot of changes over those 70 years, different uh, industries that we were heavily involved in. Um, Probably 10, 12 years, well, you know, several decades ago, we got involved in uh, Department of Defense stuff, and, and we make parts for the M240, the M249, the Mark 19, the M60, the M2, um, all the different military platforms, which, uh, you know, surprisingly, not, not surprisingly uh, right now is uh, pretty darn busy with all the uh, turmoil that's going on in the world. Um, but about a dozen years or so ago, we got involved with a, a company making some AR parts, and uh, you know, I always being a gun guy and being on the engineering side, and uh, you know, hey, I you know, start start designing some parts and looking at some stuff. And Next thing you know, hey, we can make this and we can make that, and uh, you know, here we are uh, some years later, and uh, you know, making all these different AR parts. And we start we we shot. Bowden Tactical um, and the uh, BYOAR brand off of Bowden Manufacturing, which is what we really are, Bowden Manufacturing, um, just to keep the two entities separate because, you know, we have some customers on the aerospace side and different uh, medical industries and stuff like that that, you know, we, they log on to our website and, you know, oh, look at all the gun stuff, you know, <laughs> I mean, they, they get weirded out, you know, so yeah. we've broken the two entities apart to keep them separate so that... Uh, you know they don't they don't bleed into each other and, and freak people out when they see that we're uh, a, a, a gun parts manufacturer as well. Some people, you know, it, it does. Uh, you know, their their uh, political leanings don't lend them to be uh, open to that. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it's funny how you have to separate. Uh, in, it's still a machine shop. I mean, you're still doing the exact same thing. You're just doing something for another another industry, and sometimes people just don't want those two to cross, right? Right. It is like right. um, I just want what I want, and then right. But the yeah, other yeah. side, if you think about it, the firearms people could care less about, you know, medical they were, industry stuff. Right. They we're making
1: airplane parts too. They could care less. Yeah. But the people they making airplane less. parts are like, ooh, gun parts. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> So,
0: I mean, that's what I love about the story of Baldwin Tactical. You guys have been around for a while. It's all U.S. based. This, this is not stuff coming in from, you know, Asia. Uh, it's not sub subpar stuff. You guys know what you're doing. This is not like some guy went out, bought a Haas machine, and just started cranking out AR parts um, for the first time. Right. I mean, this is, you guys know the engineering behind
1: it. Right. Uh, We we have a a pretty uh, high horsepower engineering department. Um, All of our engineers have degrees. Uh, Our head of engineering has been doing this for over 40 years. Uh, So he knows, I mean, the man is a wealth of information, You know, you can just go in and ask him about materials, and he knows tensile strength and he knows, you know, uh, uh, granular structures. And, you know, I mean, he just, you know, he knows. Yeah, he just uh, an encyclopedia of engineering knowledge. So, yeah, uh, I mean, a lot of engineering goes into the stuff we make. Um, And, you know, I, uh, being a gun guy and also just being a, a common man, you know what I mean, who works a common job. Um, I, I want good stuff for my guns, but I don't want to spend a ton of money on it. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm frugal, I'm cheap. Okay. So I, I want good stuff, but I want it at a good price. So when I'm designing parts, this is what I keep in mind, right? How do I make this as manufacturable as possible, keep it as inexpensive as possible so that the common guy can afford it. And it's still good, rugged, functional stuff. And, and it's made by Americans, <laughs> right? Right. It's so, all made. It's all made right back here. Uh, we were trying to. We were having a little problem with the computer upstairs. Otherwise, I'd have the the shop in the background. Yeah. You, you, it, before, it's funny
0: because the last time you were on, you were in that in that conference room. Yeah. And it, it was so hard. I'll be honest with you. It was so hard to interview you because all I wanted to do was watch out the glass window behind you. Right right and I mean, see the manufacturing those,
1: those, those, process happening
0: yeah those yeah. are no bs machines i mean we're talking huge
1: machines out there yeah yeah we have uh, quite uh we have about uh, i think um if i'm not mistaken 47 milling machines and like wow. 16 lathes a couple wire edms some grinder you know we and all the host ancillary uh uh machines that uh support those now you have a stock, you know,
0: uh, set of products, but one thing I want to hit on first is that you can also make custom products. So because you OEM other people's products for them. We do. And you've had designs from anything written on a cocktail napkin to, you know, someone came up with a 3D rendering. They're like right. this is what. I want. And you guys can you guys can actually do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we've had, uh, like you said, you know, the old cocktail napkin sketch where a guy had, I, I, you know, roughly drew out a picture of a handguard and said, I kind of want something that looks like this to uh, a guy that's, you know, very fluent with uh, SolidWorks, uh, Mastercam and different uh, uh, programming and uh, design softwares. They'll send us an actual 3D blueprint. Um, and we and we work both ways with those guys too. You know, we'll send them, hey, here's our extrusion file. This is the blank extrusion that we have to work with. Design your handguard, you know, and we have uh half a dozen, eight different extrusions, but here's all of our extrusion handguard profiles, and uh, you know, design your handguard within one of those, and you know, and uh that also, you know, obviously we have an engineering fee. That comes with doing sure. that. Um, if they do some of the background work in the in the uh, backside of that, they're doing some of the design work, and we don't have to. Uh, I don't have to design it, or one of the engineers doesn't have to design it and go back to them and say, and they say, okay, now tweak this, fix that, and you know, you go back and forth however many times till you get everybody on the same page. If we let them do the bulk of the work up front, then they've created the page, so we just have to get on their page. That, you see, that's kind of really
0: cool. That's what's so easy about dealing with, you know, a company here in the U.S. with people that just understand this, you know, the needs of the customer. So, and yes, yes, there's an engineering fee and yes, there's, you know, depending on what options you have, there's certain minimum orders and things like that because, I mean, you can't just stop a whole production line to crank out one right. AR. You know. I mean, you got to make it... it if you did that, it would be so unexpe- it would be so godly unexpensive to do that that no one would ever want to do it. Right. But this is the really cool thing is that you know if you have a gun range or you know a, a gun shop and you just want something cool that's like
1: yours and branded to your company and branded to you,
0: you, can, you can, can, get can get in
1: very very affordably um, with a minimum handguard order and an engineering fee. Um, you can get in um you know under five to seven grand see that's cool right i mean that's
0: that's really amazing uh because you would think that you know i hear custom engineering i start here start hearing all this stuff i'm like man that's that's gonna cost like 20 thirty
1: grand and it's, and usually it does yeah yeah so that, and com- that's really I mean, awesome and the way. other the other company then wants you to order you know a thousand handguards or five hundred. Yeah right with us 50 pieces, your minimum order.
0: That's cool. That is so awesome. So
1: that way you can kind of dip your
0: toe in and your works. Great, build, you build some more. If not, you're not out. I mean, $7,000 is $7,000, it's, it's still money, but at least you're not out like, you know, 30, 40 grand, right? right.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you didn't buy like a milling machine for another company. Right, or or at least a
1: small milling. we'll, we'll say a small milling machine. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah.
1: Um, the machines are pricey, boy. They and you know, as everything, they've gone through the roof uh, in the last oh, few yeah. years. Everything has just gotten crazy.
0: And and that's the thing is, just demand for those milling machines is not going to go away. Right. It's just going to get more and more and more. Right. I mean, yeah. I, we, have to, I, we have to make product. Yeah. So. Now, you know, we talked about that stuff. Let's talk about some things. So what's really cool about this is, is that, you know, upgrading your AR is not a hard thing. Um, building AR is not a hard thing. I've, I've got a whole video series about how to do this stuff. It's really not hard, and the common person can do it with a few specialty tools, but nothing crazy. Um, okay. You know, one of the things I've done is, um, you know, so this is, one of the ARs, actually this this AR is actually on your webpage uh, in a video about it. Um, take this is one that uh, this is actually a Colt M4 upper that I have that um, had the handguards on it and I took the handguards off and put one of your um, you know one of your handguards on it and actually it used to have the angled forward grip and all kinds of stuff. But this is not a hard upgrade. Um, actually I find when I'm building uppers, building uppers when you're doing a free float tube is actually easier than doing than dealing with the Hand guards, hand oh, guards can be kind of a pain in the pain in the butt, especially with you know the delta ring and all that stuff. Right. Um, so now this is um, this is a cornerstone. Correct. So we have a you have the cornerstone, and then um, after the cornerstone, you have the foundation. And that's on my 308 AR here is the foundation. Um, talk to me a little bit about the difference between a, you know, a cornerstone and a foundation.
1: Okay. So um, the cornerstone, um, so, you know, we uh, we started this whole thing and uh, we kind of came up with this moniker of the A-Architect, right? Yep. Um, you know, architect buildings, right? So you're building, you're building a rifle. So you're an architect, you're an A-Architect, so you know, it's kind of how we came up with all that, and then our of the different platforms of um, our uh, series of of parts. Uh, you know, when you start building, you start with a cornerstone, and then you build your foundation, and then our higher series is the elevation. You know, these are the different levels of the blueprints that you need to build a building. So we've kind of worked all that into the architect theme. Um, the cornerstone is the, you know, the basic uh, building block. It's, a, it's a, um, uh, designed to compete with uh, foreign sourced uh, parts you know that that country over basically the, all the ebay and amazon parts right right that country over across the pond that rhymes with china yep. <laughs> uh you know this is a uh, uh very you know not a lot of bling not a lot of fancy but it's solid rugged dependable handguard lightweight that's going to do the job that you need it to do and at a price point at a hundred dollars and under. Yeah. That, you see, that's the cool thing. I mean, under a hundred
0: bucks about, you know, about a hundred bucks or under a hundred bucks. It's, it's cool. Now, like this one, and I have two of these here. Um, this one, it was, this is the first ever competition cut handguard I've ever had. And it was yours where, you know, the rail is missing right here in the middle. But I had the rail in the front and the back. And I was like. I, I don't know about this. Is this is kind of weird. Yeah. This this is kind of weird until you shoot one. Because really, if I look at one of my other uppers here, how many times am I mounting anything here? <laughs> right? right? I mean, my scope's back here, my red dot's gonna be back here. I mean, there's not much that I'm going to mount here. And I was like, I, I don't know about that, but it was the second I got it, now it's like all of a sudden everything I wanted competition cut. <laughs> um, because I started learning, you know, to wrap my hand over. Right. And, um, once I started
1: doing that, I, shooting an AR changed for me. Right. When I did that. Your, I mean, you can, I can touch my fingers around this. It's yeah narrow. I mean, and it's, and that's the other thing is it's not this big bulky thing out there. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it, it it's, it's exactly what it needs to be. Um,
1: right. But yeah, you don't, I got a, a, you don't have to wear a glove to keep your uh, finger from getting torn up across the top of the Picatinny after shooting. Exactly. So,
0: and then on top of this, you know, we have our, you know, we have our our holes and all this stuff. But then we have all the M locks uh, mm-hmm. on the, uh, was it the, you know, the ninety-one eighty and was it seven twenty? Yeah. Um,
1: Three, three, six, so, nine positions, right?
0: Yeah, Yeah, the three, six, nine positions. So that way, everything, I mean,
1: anything I'd want to mount, I could mount. Sure, Light, lights, lasers, grips, uh, bipods, whatever. Yeah, you have M-Lock uh, capability for all of it.
0: I mean, it, God, on ARs, we hang everything. I swear, I swear <laughs> somebody probably has an m cappuccino machine that you can probably <laughs> hang off of these, these things now Because we hang up... I mean, we can take we can take a, a light AR, and man, we could we could make this a we could make this thing a fifteen pound gun if we really wanted to. Sure,
1: right? Yeah. So cameras, lights, lasers, yeah. and grips, and illuminators, and <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. So, well, speaking of grips, um,
1: I'll bring this one back up. So, and, uh, um, real quick, I'll go into the. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Foundation Series handguard. Oh, yeah. This is the upgrade to the Cornerstone. Yep. So you can see this is the competition cut, and the thing that you get here is there's a little bit more machining with this um, because of the fact that of its different extrusion, you get anti-rotation tabs built into the handguard that mount to the 1913 Picatinny. So this will work with any billet or forged upper on the market as long as the Picatinny is mill standard 1913. And then you can see we have the pockets here for the nuts and bolts. So you're going steel to steel on your clamping instead of steel into aluminum, where with the steel into aluminum, you could potentially strip something out there and then have an issue we do uh we do put three bolts into our uh this handguard so that if you do strip one out you still have two but uh you know if you strip a second one out then you suddenly have to learn how to helicoil yeah yeah you know those are the upgrades with this is uh you know a little more machining a little bit of a cooler look and the anti-rotation tabs on the steel and the steel on steel fastening got a little oil on there that's why you see the uh yeah the, the shine on there, but all of our hand guards are uh, oiled as they go into bags. Not that they're going to rust uh, just keeps any kind of oxidizing or anything like that yeah. down. And it keeps it from over time. Anodizing has a tendency as it dries out to gray up a little bit. So if you keep it oiled and uh, every now and then just put a light coat of oil on your hand guard, it keeps that rich black finish to it.
0: Now it's funny cause you have the anti-rotation tabs on, on this. The other thing that's really cool about the anti-rotation tabs is it actually makes it easier to install this because it just goes on and everything's lined up. Whereas on uppers that you don't have an anti-rotation tab, and I don't have one here, I usually end up putting, you know, a scope mount, clamping a scope mount here, and then that's how I line them up. Sure. But with the anti-rotation, I just slide it right in, crank it down, torque my nuts, I'm done. Right. It's installed. Yep. Whereas this is, yeah, you gotta, you gotta fidget with it a little bit. And, a little bit. Um, that's what I love. That That's what I love about those anti-rotation tabs. And um, the first time I took this up or out, I didn't, uh, I'll admit, I didn't torque my nuts correctly, right? And my screws correctly. And I was out there and this thing started twisting on me. I'm like, crap. And of course I had to realign it, you know, realign it. And then I pulled out one of my, uh, I think I had one of my fat wrenches with me. and just, Clicked it and then I was ready to go again, um, but that's the the cool thing about this is it's just did not. It's not going to rotate, and even then, that was still on there pretty good. But I don't have to worry about this thing rotating while I'm shooting it, right? Um, especially with this. This is, uh, you know, this is my three hundred eight, and it's got a sixteen inch barrel. This with the with that sixteen inch barrel, I, I love this gun for testing because there's so much. Going on in that 16 inch barrel with that big bullet if there's a problem with your product this gun finds it right Mm -hmm. Um, but this thing has never i've never had a problem with this um, With this uh, this free flow tube. It's just awesome. It it doesn't move. It's great um And yes, I love I love the extra holes and even you put them down the spine here Um, it's just so cool. It It is a really cool look. Yeah so now we're talking about, you know, like the different hand guards. Like this one, I have a hand stop on. This is your hand stop here. Um, I put the hand stop on here to keep me away from the bipod from cutting my hand up.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: um, sure. But there's multiple ways you can use your hand stops too, because you can use it as a hand stop, but you can also split your fingers around it because it's curved yep. on both sides. Um, it, it's, you don't think about that many you don't think about a hand stop like that, right? I mean, most yeah. of them like flat and kind of got the curve. But you guys, like, you put it on. You can use a hand stop. You can use, you can split fingers on it. You can you can actually put your hand in front of it and pull back. Yep. Um, that's the cool thing about what I like about yours. Yeah,
1: I have one on my uh, deer hunting rifle. I use here in Ohio. We're restricted to um, <laughs> shotguns, muzzle loaders, or straight wall rifle cartridges. Uh, the pistol caliber straight wall rifle cartridges. I use a 350 Legend in the AR platform for deer hunting, and I have one on my 350 Legend, and I do the split finger, right? I I drop it between my two fingers, and what I'm using it for more than anything is to make sure that I'm putting my hand in the same place all the time. Yeah. You know, uh, consistency in your sight picture and in, and the way you hold the rifle and, and your sight picture through your sights or your scope or your red dot is critical to accuracy. So making sure that you grab the rifle the same way every time is critical to that as well. And that, Uh, micro hand stop that's typically used on something like an AR pistol to prevent you from getting into the blast zone and, and, you know, turning your finger into a a shredded hot dog is, uh, you know, you, you drop it between your two fingers and your hands in the same place every time. And you know, and you can actually just even with it, you can pull back a little bit harder because now yeah. your hand's not going to slide along the handguard. You have something that you can suck the gun back into your shoulder and you've got something to brace that with instead of, you know, when you shoot, your hand doesn't slide start sliding back down along the handguard as you're shooting.
0: And and this, you know, and this is what I like about talking about the handguards. You know, if we already have our, our free float tubes out there, right, we have mm-hmm. them lock on, on these this is a really simple upgrade to an AR and it has a huge effect on your shooting and Mm -hmm. it's not that expensive.
1: It's a pretty cheap upgrade. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, 25, $30, I, somewhere in there is for the, the micro hand stop. And you know, you've got a a nice little piece of equipment that's going to enhance your accuracy and give you a little bit of comfort in uh, your shooting stance. And, and it you know really, it literally uh, it literally I, I, drops in and tightens up in two minutes
0: yeah i mean that's that's it's it's super easy it's a super easy upgrade to do um and that's what that's what's so great about lock right i mean you just kind of yeah. I mean, you're, the first one you do is you're like, nah. and then after you do one, you're like, nah, I got this.
1: Right, right. But it's just it's, you know, it's knowing amazing. just how much to back it off so that you can rotate it. And then as yep. you tighten it, getting it to cam lock into place, but not free wheel. And yeah. once you do it a couple times, you understand how it works. But that first time, you're spinning and spinning and spinning, and you're yep. like, oh, the damn thing tighten up. <laughs> <laughs> how do
0: I get my finger in there to hold this thing it's like you just, you just learned a trick right um yeah, I'll tell you one of my favorite one of my favorite um hangar, uh, You know, one, one of my favorite attachments of yours here is the angled um this one I, I have pulled off the other rifle for this this particular upper um, but what I loved about this thing was is a couple of things especially with the competition cut which is not on this one that really when you wrap your hand around, it, it gives you a really nice feel. I, mm-hmm. I, I, was skeptical about angled hand guards and then, uh, you know, hand stops. And then once I got one, like, yeah, this is, this, this is cool.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it's because, very ergonomic, you know? Um, yeah. When, when you're, when you're holding a, a standard rifle, you're turning your wrist at kind of an awkward angle, just a little bit, right? It's your, your hand isn't really meant, to go that direction that easily with the yeah. angled foregrip, you know, you can lay it in that lays right in your hand and you're at a much more comfortable position. Cause that's where I've noticed is for me, uh, when I was a kid, I
0: actually broke my elbow twice. Um, you know, like key generation, we did stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, we um, And you know, I get, yeah, I've got a little bit of arthritis in my elbow there and then, like holding an AR with a with a with an up and down hand grip, it just for me it just I always feel because if I hold my hand out there, it naturally does not want to go straight, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So for me, I always feel that in the elbow. And then once I started grabbing like this, it puts my elbow where it wants to be,
1: right?
0: Right? I mean, it naturally gets me to lock my elbow, and I'm I'm right there,
1: right? A lot like, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a deer hunter and I archery hunt and uh, you know, it's a lot like holding a bow, right? You're you, you, they tell you don't ever grip your bow tight because you start to kank it, you start to twist it one way or the other, and it's going to deflect your shooting. You're supposed to hold your hand kind of open and loose and relaxed. And that's what the uh, angled foregrip kind of lets you do is hold your hand open just a little bit loose and relaxed, but you can still pull back on that gun and anchor it into your shoulder.
0: The other thing I like about your your angled foregrip with this thing is, um, you know, going, being a competition shooter, especially in three gun, we're shooting around barricades. Mm-hmm. You got a little hook on the front of this thing that you can just put that right up on that barricade. And then now I have another point of contact
1: right, for this. So our, our original design was actually flat and uh, gave it to some guys to try out and, uh, that was one of the first things they came back with was, hey, when I'm going up against a barricade stop and I shoot, this thing wants to wants to lift up off of the barricade on me. Can we hook that front and give it a uh, a sharp edge? You can see, you know, this is a very sharp yep. edge, right? And as you hit a barricade stop, it wants to bite in, and when you shoot, it it wants to it, it hooks in and doesn't want to lift up on you. So that was one of the changes we made to it pretty quickly based on that feedback. And we love getting feedback from our customers and different guys that try our stuff. We're always looking for a way to make stuff better. And, uh, you know, if if someone comes to me and says, hey, I can make this work better for you. Hey, I'm all ears, man. Yeah, you, you want to hear
0: all about it. Yeah. Um, and again, this is also not another, not a hard upgrade. It's just two MLOCs rather mm-hmm. than one. But again, this is not a, a this is not a hard upgrade to do for people to do.
1: Out of the package to mounted your, you know, your a couple of minutes.
0: And again, another cheap, easy upgrade to increase your shooting. Yeah. Um, Uh, Even if you're not shooting three gun, you still got that great angle on it to hold your gun.
1: These retail uh, in the mid 30s, mid to high 30s somewhere. uh, We're just a dollar we're just a dollar or two different from the plastic one that's out there. Uh, you know, and I'm not going to mention any names, but it's made out of plastic and this is, you know, metal. This, yeah. is metal, this is aluminum, hard anodized aluminum. I mean, and that's the thing. And that's
0: the thing I love that what we're talking about is there's no, there's no plastic in anything that I have. The only plastic I have from Baldwin is the packaging. <laughs> that's that's the only plastic I get from Baldwin is packaging. That's it. That's it. Um, and that's what I love about it because I, I love. I love metal on my guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like plastic. I mean, handguns a little different. I I, I like my composite frames, um, but on my rifles, I want metal. Um, just because I'm hard on everything. I I beat everything up, and I know I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna break this.
1: Right. You know, for me, like you, you know, my tools are a gun, or my my guns are a tool. Sorry. Yeah. You know, and I use them like that. Right. And it's going to get thrown into bed of my truck. It's going to get thrown in the back seat of my truck. It's, you know, it, it's it's going to get abused, you know. So uh, being made out of uh, metal, the worst it's going to get is some scratches. And I can take yeah. some Luma Black or a Black Magic marker and off I go, off I go again. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because, um, you know, I used to think
0: differently about guns before I became an FFL. Once I became an FFL, I still kind of, I still like, you got to keep this gun pristine and all that stuff. Then once I learned, you know, I started redoing refinishing and started doing Cerakote work and all that, that went out the door. Like, you know, everybody's like, aren't you worried about holster wear or this wear? I'm like, oh, I'll just refinish it. I don't care. Yeah, It's not hard. I mean, like, Alumahide is easy. It's a spray can. I mean, if right. you if you can use Krylon, you can use hide. Sure. Um, so, I, I think
1: yeah. they even have some uh, home seracote stuff now that you know is pretty easy to do. They're
0: they're getting yeah they're it's it's getting there isn't it? Um, yeah. I mean because even seracote you know I use the 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 oven you know the the bake stuff. You have the air dried um, yeah. and then you have door coat. I mean there's so many so many coatings coming out now. Um, it's it's getting really really stupid easy to to refinish your gun at home. Sure.
1: And, and, and you know, there's uh, the the prevalence of seracoders, right? There's seracoders everywhere. All of a sudden. Oh right? yeah, and you, the prices have come down so dramatically because of the competition. You know, you, before you had to send your gun uh three states away to get somebody to seracode it, now you could probably find somebody in your county that's doing yeah, it. Damn, so, you, there was a time. Uh, there there was a time like here in Helena. God, I. You,
0: you'd be hard pressed to throw a rock and not hit an FFL in this, in this Valley. Right. Then, then you had like a one in six chance that they did circuit work. I mean, it it wasn't hard, (laughs) which was awesome. Now. Um, So we were talking about the grips. We also, so for those of us that still want to do a vertical grip, you actually have uh, two of them. Um, And we have a, you know, the shorty and and the long one, which when I first saw these, I'm looking at going, I kind of, I was kind of looking at it going, okay, it's a, it's a little different, but when I got my hand on one, I noticed something that I didn't expect. These finger grips, these finger grooves are not the same going down right. this, that right? Because my index finger is bigger than, you know, you, you guys worked ergonomics into a,
1: A very simple foregrip. Correct. So, um, yeah, um, I'm not a big vertical foregrip guy, but if I used them in the past, they're either just a a knurled piece of uh, aluminum or they've got four grooves cut in it, four, four, four radial grooves cut in it, all the same distance apart, all the same size, and they call it a day. And it's like, you know, it's not comfortable. It's not ergonomic. What can we do to make this thing more ergonomic? So I sat down with a pair of calipers and micrometers and started measuring my fingers. You know, I I measured the diameter of my fingers. I measured the distance between the roughs, roughly what I could figure was the center line of my fingers. And I I measured that and I took a couple other guys out on the floor that had, uh, you know, a, a variation of size of hands, big hands, small hands, and I was measuring their fingers so that I could find this kind of sweet spot that would fit most guys' hands. Now, if you have uh, a, ch- a child or maybe a female shooter who has very petite hands, it, this might not fit exactly. Or if you have a guy that you know has them big boxing meat claws, you know he might have a. It might be a little trouble for him. But this is going to fit the average uh, shooter. Um, very well and you're exactly right what we did was we found out that you know this is a little bigger a little smaller and a little smaller and a little smaller and gets closer together as they come down so that when you grab a hold of this thing your fingers fall right into place and lock right in and it's just probably one of the most ergonomical vertical foregrips i've ever used and then we have the shorty okay so that the guy that likes to wrap his and then he uses his pointer finger on the yep. side of the handguard right he puts this up here like this okay and he wraps his thumb around and you're only using three fingers on the shorty so it's made to fit those three fingers see the the other thing i found
0: about it is um, like if you have really big hands and you don't do the finger, you know the finger forward method, mm-hmm. actually the three fits a really big hand easily. Um, mm-hmm. Cause yeah, if you have really big paws, this wing will, you know, for me, this is not, this is not bad at all. And this is the big one. But if, if your hands are any bigger than mine, your fi- your fingers are not going to quite fit. Whereas this thing, even if you did three, it actually fits perfect
1: right and your pinky just folds right underneath Pinky
0: just folds right underneath there yep and um and actually with your pinky going forward you go you almost get a little bit of an angle out of it
1: and yeah you know the you don't get a half of a finger where you got to try to yeah move it down and work it under there it just naturally comes under
0: yeah and and the other thing is um What I found is you can only you can always use them as a hand stop too. Mm
1: -hmm. You can.
0: Yep. I mean, it's just it's not like because you know I I've had vertical hand grips that are they're plastic, um, and they're got like finger grooves and the the finger grooves are never it's it's like when Glock put finger grooves on their pistols, everybody took Dremels and just took them right right off (laughs) because they they're all the same and it just didn't work. Um, I don't want to do that with this, but And then, you know, I can use it as a hand stop. There's multiple uses for this, um, which is what I love. I love, I love things you can get multiple uses out of. Sure. And these are, these are different. And if you put these things on your gun, people are going to be like, that's different. Um, And like, you know, the plastic one I have, you know, when I help put my hand on it, it's still like this tall above it. And I still got like a bunch below it and it's just like it's, it's big, you know, being a competition shooter. I don't want some, I don't want something that big, you know, going around a
1: course of fire with. Right. 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 Keeping keeping it as small and as light as possible, but making sure that it does the job.
0: Yeah. And again, metal also another easy upgrade. Again, it's one M lock.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So if if you got anybody, it's hard to shoot, hard to chop for. And, um, you need a, you need a, you know, really good Christmas gifts, Start looking at some AR upgrades because we got some really cool things that um I mean I've I have yet to find a product of yours that I don't like. Um appreciate
1: that. That's, it's, that's always it's, good. It's
0: okay. Um so now we've talked about all this stuff, but we also have well the the pointy end of the gun. Right? And I mean on this three oh eight I don't have a break on it just uh right now because I was out sighting the scope in and I needed to put a a bore sighter on it, um, but changing out the pointing end—the pointing end of the gun—also is some pretty cool upgrades to do. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all used to the standard, you know, A2 birdcage, um, but you guys went a little different with yours. And this is what I like—I like about it—is you guys actually did, and it's going to sh- not show up on film, uh, obviously. But you guys have holes through yours. Correct. Rather than just have you have the slot, but then instead of having a slot, you have holes in
1: it. Um, talk to me a little bit about the design difference about this. So um, the 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 biggest thing, right, obviously with a flash hider is that you're looking to bust up that flash, you know, bust mm-hmm. up the fireball, and you also want to mitigate the muzzle rise. So you know, it's designed basically like the A two bird cage, where all of the the five slots all go in the upward direction. But then you know you have those larger slots that yeah, they bust up the flash, but you tend to get uh what I'll call streamers, I guess, right? You get five, you get five longs yep. of you get the you uh, get like a star. Right, right, You get a star burst, right? Um, so what we did was we kind of cut the slots down into the a the birdcage about a hundred thou, and then we drilled four holes in each slot as space. So now you have twenty. Points of breakup. So there's 20 points of breakup instead of five. So it busts that starburst up into four more smaller groups. And, uh, you know, we, we had uh, some night fire testing with this, and it just the, the reduction in flash was pretty incredible. You know, it went from, you know, a lot of times uh, uh, maybe soccer ball sized in, in that size down to softball size, baseball size flash. It busted it up by over 50%, you know, and reduced that flash signature quite a bit. And if you think about it, because everybody
0: thinks, okay, the flash hider is, you know, for military purposes, so you can't see the shooter or pinpoint. I mean, yeah, there's some legitimacy to those claims. But the other thing is, is, if you're the shooter, you just screwed up. The second you squeeze that trigger, you just screwed up your night vision. Correct. And I'm right. not talking about your nods. I'm talking about your, you know, your pupils just
1: suddenly went, holy crap, there's light. Yep. Your pupils just up. dilated and and now, now you can't see for 20, 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: and that's what's great about these is if you're doing any type of shooting at night, um, it kind of it, it reduce, it, it doesn't sound like a lot. I mean, you're talking about soccer ball down to softball. It doesn't sound like a lot, but at night,
1: it's huge. I mean, it really is huge to the shooter. Yeah, and even in the daylight, you know, in a tactical situation, um, you know, you, uh, you, are you gonna you're gonna see that softball or that uh, no. soccer ball size signature way easier than you're gonna see a softball size signature? Yeah, you're gonna be able to pick it out a lot faster. Now, I think
0: probably my favorite uh, muzzle device. I'm gonna I'm gonna show this one next. is your break. I love your break. Um It just it just works. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, for me, and th- this is a thirty cal because this was on my three hundred eight. Um, I just love it. It just worked. Uh, I did a whole video where I hooked these things up and I was showing the like the smoke through them so you could see what happens. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: So when the get ga- when the gases expand, you kind of hit up against the, you know the edge here. And it kind of takes a lot of that recoil out of it for you. Sure, that's exactly. On uh, top of that, you got the holes in the top to try to help you with the
1: muzzle climb. Yep, it's it's more of a compensator really than a, than a muzzle right. Um, but it it does both things for you. Uh, the the nice large walls um, that you get, you know, in here, right? As the bullets, this is our four port. You got the two port there. Yeah. Um, you know the the gas is the hot gases expand and they hit those walls and as they hit those walls they want to push the muzzle brake forward right well the muzzle brakes attached to the gun so what it's wanting, it's they're they're wanting to pull the gun forward so you, instead of getting this you're getting you know you're getting a much more reduced uh recoil because of the fact that those gases are expanding against the walls and pulling that gun forward off of your shoulder and, and mitigating how bad the natural recoil of a, a 60,000 PSI explosion wants to push the gun back into your shoulder. And then, like you said, you know, the holes in the top help keep the gun down and mitigate that muzzle rise or the muzzle flip.
0: See, And the one thing I love about this is um, I don't have it in here actually. Um, I don't know where that thing went. Um, oh, I know where it is. <laughs> I have, I have a, I have a break, and with those fins coming out on a forty-five, on, on a regular back. break, you know, shooting off of a, a three-zero-eight off a sixteen-inch barrel with that break, I've got a headache after a Mac.
1: Yeah.
0: Because um, I'm, I'm taking, you know, that stuff's coming back, and it's, it's basically coming right past my ears. Sure it is. Um, and I don't get that problem with this. Right, the guy next to you does. The next, yeah, I I'm, I'm a selfish shooter. I don't care about the people next to me. I just I'm worried about myself. Right, right. Um, yeah. But I, was, I also uh,
1: shoot in the national forest, so nobody's usually beside me. Yeah, um, I was uh, teaching my daughter. She was going in for her CCW class, and uh, I took her to the range to you know start teaching her how to shoot a pistol, and uh, we got up on the range and. I, I was getting, I set my ammo out and setting the guns out and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden I look in the lane next to me and I see this giant tanker break come out the end. Of it. <laughs> and and it had the 45 degrees slanting back, you know, and and this guy racked off a round out of his 308. And if I'd have had hair, it would have blown my hair back, you know, and I was like, Whoa. And I looked over back at the range safety officer. I'm like, we need another lane. I I. I yeah I can't, I can't be doing that i can't shoot next to this i can't ask my 20 year old daughter 21 year old daughter, to shoot on the you know what i mean that, that's crazy so yeah the uh you know muzzle brakes are inherently loud they are um but the the job is not to make the gun quieter the job is to make the gun more stable uh for follow-ups right your competition shooting um you're you have to you miss a target and you got to do a follow-up shot and that two or three tenths of a second that you need to come back down and re-engage that target is two or three tenths of a second off of your split times so you know the more you can control the front end of that gun and keep it on target for follow-up shots uh you know that's what this is designed to do yeah and it, it
0: does exactly what it does it, it you know Anybody shooting a break or a comp inside of an indoor range, you're going to make enemies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, you just are. There are some, there are some places where they, uh, even outdoors, where they're teaching, like, extremely long-range shooting, where they have a class. If you have one, they'll make you take it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I, I've, yeah seen the, I've
1: seen indoor ranges, too, where they say no muzzle breaks. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: So probably one of the coolest things – um and it's a very simple device. The flash forward. Yeah. Um, what's funny is this thing is it, it's kind of big, but when I pick it up, it, it's it's lighter. Um, I mean it's it it's not like significantly heavier than the A2, and it's definitely lighter than the next thing I'm gonna show, which is the linear comp, but this thing's not all that heavy.
1: Right. It's made out of aluminum. Um, there's we we have two sizes for that. We have a uh AR, we have the AR 15 and the AR10, you know, based on the thread patterns, the half 28 and the 5H24. Um they're designed strictly to push that sound and that concussion forward away from you and the people next to you. You know, um great for hunting, right? Uh if you're in a blind, you're deer hunting and you're in a blind. Um you rack off around from, you know, I, I always, when I'm hunting in a blind, I try to always make sure that the, the muzzle's out the window before I shoot, but sometimes, you know, things things happen, right? you got to switch yep. and go over to a side window real fast and you rack off around in a six by six uh, blind with a, a muzzle break and you're going to wish you hadn't done that. <laughs> and that, yeah. that flash forward can, um, just pushes all that stuff forward i i've actually and i don't recommend you doing this by any means uh hearing protection is paramount when you're shooting yeah. but i have taken one of those flash forward cans put it on a 16 inch rifle and i can shoot without hearing protection and my ears don't ring when i'm done i can dump a magazine and my ears aren't ringing uh you know with a muzzle break I, I I you know I sometimes I put my my hearing protection up on my head here you know and I get down and get ready to shoot You forget <laughs> and I forget to put them down and bang I oh and I'm like oh man that was <laughs> you know, immediately I know that was a mistake because now I can't hear my ears are all muffled sounds like I got toilet yeah. paper stuffed in my ears but uh, yeah with that flash forward can you can you can shoot without hearing protection without causing that uh, that deafening. Uh, concussion to your ears again you know i I don't recommend doing it i did it as an experiment but it can be done because i know i know some hunters here in montana they do
0: when they go out hunting they they, they're like screw it i'm gonna take i'm gonna shoot i'm gonna take the hit for that that like one second you know um without my hearing protection because i want to hear around me i'm like you guys realize that yeah you know first of all it's not a really good idea and second of all we have hearing protection that amplifies now so yeah i, um, love
1: I, I bought a set of those uh axle earbuds yeah and, you know they amplify sound and they're sound deadening uh sound noise canceling i love them you know i i'm, I'm 56 years old so my my hearing from shooting um years of heavy metal rock music and <laughs> working in a machine <laughs> shop have uh you know definitely softened what my ears can hear and I, I put those in and you know um i can hear the birds i see there's a group of birds over here and all of a sudden i can hear the birds chirping but when yeah. i rack off or you know i rack off around it it goes quiet on me i, I love those things
0: i have uh, it's funny i got a lot of hearing protection so i actually um since we've since we've talked at shot which is well it's sad to say that we're closer to the next shot than the we're way yeah. closer to the next shot than the yeah, last shot. Just a month or so away.
1: Even,
0: even since we talked at shot, um, I, I now have hearing aids. Um, I'm the same way. I mean, you yeah. know, I I grew up just outside of Philly. When we were bored, we just used to go into town and hit whatever concert was going on. Um, yeah. And, and, of course, yeah, I mean, you're just a few years older than me.
1: I mean, the Walkman was a thing, right? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm a heavy metal guy, you know. I just. Yeah. I just went and saw Metallica in Detroit, and before that, oh, Iron Maiden. Oh. Yeah, I'm, nice. I love my heavy
0: metal. I saw um, when I was a kid. I saw Metallica. Um, God, they were uh, they were opening up. It was when uh, Sammy Hagar joined Van Halen. Okay, and it was the Monsters of Rock tour, and Metallica was like not even really. If they were like there was five bands, and they were number two on the list. Wow. Um, but yeah, I would love to go see one of the newer Metallica concerts.
1: Just to follow yeah. that, yeah, it, it was a good show. It was well worth well worth seeing. I totally saw him. That. Yeah, I, I saw him about thirty years ago. The first time I saw him, I was much younger, and so were they. But I'll tell you what: for uh, for a bunch of uh, almost sixty year old guys like myself, they can they're still tight. They're still very James tight.
0: Hetfield's a hunter too. Yeah. yeah, he's a big hunter. Yeah. Yeah, because he moved out of California because, uh, well, it, his neighbors got pissed with him coming home with deer across his <laughs> truck. <laughs> he goes, but it's it's organic. <laughs> right? um, the last thing I want to talk about is the linear comp. Um, probably one of the most misunderstood comps out there. Sure. So... We've got the, you know, we've we've got this thing with the holes in the front, and you look you look through it. It's kind of like you, you're kind of scratching your head, like I don't understand how that works. Talk talk to us a little bit about the
1: linear comp. So the linear comp is a uh, really a combination of the flash forward can and a muzzle brake. okay, and and the uh, uh, flash suppressor, right? Yep. So you've got kind of all three in one here. You have. All the holes in the front okay they bust up that flash right as the flash is coming out it busted it up into smaller pieces so you're reducing your signature. This thing is hollow inside and and cavitated out and then there's a wall in the front. So you have a wall that gives you some braking action and then you have all the sound gases and concussion moving forward. So what we've done is we've taken, uh a little bit of braking, a little bit of flash suppression, and a little bit of uh flash forward or, or uh you know funneling the noise forward and put it all into one neat tidy little package and uh yeah I I I have one of these on uh one of my hunting rifles and again you know uh shooting from in a blind or you know, anywhere else you can shoot these without a uh without hearing protection and you're not gonna get that pounding, uh, you know, deafening concussion in your ears, right? It, it's loud. It's it's not noise mitigation in any way, but you're not getting that, uh, just you're, ta- you're not taking that damaging, instant blast. Yeah. Right, that damaging ears. concussion that gives you the instant cotton in your ears. <laughs> so
0: now I know we're running down on time here. I want to bring one thing up here. Okay. Uh, probably one of I, I, I Honestly, all your products are great, but I think one of the best product you have is the BYO, um, or bring your own AR website. Um, Build your own AR. Right now, you got a Black Friday deal going on. So, sure. you buy any quarterstone or foundation, get a vertical grip. Hey, anytime you get something extra,
1: that's, a, that's an awesome deal. Yeah, buy a 13 or 15-inch handguard at a reduced price. Uh, Though I, I believe the cornerstones in like a 13 inch are in the 70 some dollar range on sale. Wow! And uh, nice. buy one of those, and you can get a an, uh, free angled or a vertical foregrip, your choice. That's awesome. That's so awesome.
0: But this is what I love about this website. It's a very so there you um, go. Yeah, the foundation again. is 99 there you go. and cornerstone 79. There you go. Um, so what I love about this website is it, it's it's very user friendly, right? um you know you want to know what's going on you can take a quiz and you can and this will
1: basically walk you through ars right we have videos right. we have on you know all kinds of things you know you just bought an ar what do you need to know Uh, You know, what are the basics of of, uh, cleaning your AR? What are the basics of upgrading my AR? Hey, I bought this AR, now I'm ready to build my own. You know, what are the basics of learning how to build your own? Now I've built one and I want to build a 9 millimeter, and I want to build an AR-10. You know, we take you through that progression of becoming an AR-architect from buying the stock off the shelf kit to then building your own custom uh, and doing all kinds of crazy things. cool little piece i'm working on here right now you can kind of see oh i like that Uh oh i was going so here's here was what i was going for a traditional wood looking rifle but in the ar platform so that is so cool yeah the guy down in georgia uh what was it oh boy i wish i could think of his name man i give i want to give the guy a plug because he did such great work on this Um, shoot. Um, you know what? I'm going to have to send you the name of the guy and maybe you send me the name because I'm going to have all the links down in the
0: description below for everybody. So everybody watching and listening, the links will be down below. We'll throw that one in there from Jim on that. I did a
1: great job on this wood grain. I mean, it actually looks like old wood grain. It does. uh, engraved Engraved bear paw in there and yeah look at that that was some work yeah so that's uh you know just all kinds of cool stuff you can do to upgrade your ar and have fun with it um we're all about teaching the guy the newbie you know how to do that on that website um you know, there's a ton of places you can go on facebook a ton of forums but there's always those guys in there that are oh what are you stupid you don't know how to do Yeah, that's that drives me nuts. Yeah. You know, we're trying to get people into this and you guys are just driving them away. Right, right. You know, we all weren't born with the knowledge of how to do this. Nobody was born with the knowledge of how to build an AER, how to maintain it. No. How you know, somebody taught us somewhere along the line. And to deride somebody or put somebody down because they don't know the information that you know is just it's, it's counterproductive.
0: It it drives me nuts. I mean, that's why I I mean that's why I created my YouTube channel is to basically walk everybody through. It, it, you know, I was an FFL at the time and I was getting sick of taking everybody's guns apart and putting them back together to refinish it. And I was like, it's easier for me to teach you than to have to keep doing this over and over and over again. And that's yeah. that's actually how I started the YouTube channel. And it just kind of that, that that took over the gun business. <laughs> um but yeah I, I agree. And that's the thing is um the other thing is you know when we talked about all these parts which are available on your websites, but you can also get um, kits as well. Yeah. So we have, uh, if you have rifle. your lower, you just want to build something,
1: we can we can do a kit. Yep. We have full build rifle kits, um, everything except for a lower. Uh, because there's no lower, the parts can ship straight to your door. Um, I will put a word of uh, caution in there that our kits are not uh, compliant with certain states. Yeah. Um, There are states out there that, you know, you're not allowed to have a flash suppressor. You're not allowed to have a protruding pistol grip and and yada, yada, yada. So if you live in one of those states, make sure you know your laws and what you're allowed to have and not have. And if you order one of our kits, uh, make sure that you get the proper parts to convert that to a compliant kit. But, yeah, we have uh, complete kits from uh, seven and a half inch pistols, 10 inch pistols, all the way up to, uh, you know, 50 or 16 inch full length rifles, and See, uh, that's, that's
0: yeah, so cool. Yeah, and then you even have the A2 upgrade kit. Like for me, when I converted my one rifle over from an A2 to a free float, you, you even get a kit just there. If you, you've right. got
1: an AR and you want to do all this fancy stuff to it, just buy the kit, right? You know, you get a handguard, you get a gas block, and you get a muzzle device. And then, you know, you can click on the links to watch the videos to show you how to do it. It's a really simple upgrade. You know, we start trying to explain to guys, hey, this is this is what you got to do. And their eyes kind of glaze over like, oh, I don't know, that sounds yeah. like a lot of work. And, you know, with just a couple of the right tools, um, a bench vise and an armor's wrench, uh, a big crescent wrench, uh, you know, and a, a hammer and you know, you're, you're on your way. Um, it's really not that difficult. You can change out those plastic clamshells and put a free float handguard on. You know, probably your first time might take you a half hour, 45 minutes. I Now I'm so, you know, I, I can do it I 15, 15, 20 minutes, I'm done. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've done so many of them, I just fly right through. Like uh, when I did, uh, when I was converting these rifles over and doing all the videos where uh, on your parts, where I was just like, hey, you know, let me do my review video on it. Um, I have to slow down when I'm filming. Sure. <laughs> because it's like
1: I could be done it like, like that, but I got to slow down so I can show you what I'm doing. Right. And that's how I learned how to build my first AR was YouTube videos, right? And then um, I, I went online, watched the video, and then as I was building it, I went back and, okay, and all right, that's how – and I'd stop the video and I'd do what they did. And then, okay – Uh, well, I, and I'd go back and watch, did I, I miss something or this isn't, watch it again. Okay. Now I got it, you know, and it took me, you know, three or four hours maybe to build my first AR, watching the video a little at a time, doing the steps one by one. And now I can build a full AR in about 45 minutes.
0: Yeah. It's funny. You build that proficiency up. Once you understand the steps and AR looks like a complicated piece of equipment. It's not, not. it's It's not. not. Really isn't. And Jim, I know you got a meeting coming up soon. I want to wrap up. We'll just loosen up a little bit with a speed round. So I'm going to give you four this or that questions. Okay. And then one thinking question. I know I'm, I'm totally ambushing you on this one. So sure. you were not expecting this. I was not. Yeah. I, I, just something I forgot to tell you. <laughs> something we're doing new on the podcast. Let's have some fun at the end here. Sure. So for pistol semi-automatic
1: or revolver boy um my heart loves the revolvers uh but for a concealed carry for an everyday carry i am going to go with an automatic okay so nine millimeter or 45 nine millimeter i uh yeah, nice compact and uh, with the right ammo and the right practice i'm going to get the job done with a nine millimeter. Get the job done.
0: So, um, it, uh, well, I, I was going to ask it, well, I'll ask this anyway, because I know it's, it won't help you with hunting out there in Ohio, but AR-10
1: or AR-15? Mm, boy, it, it's really, uh, based on what and where I'm hunting, right? Um, here in Ohio, it's AR-15, uh, because you know, the, the, uh, the platforms that we're, uh restricted to are, are the, the rounds that we're restricted to are all built on the AR-15 platform. But uh, if I was going out West hunting, uh, knowing I was going to be shooting some long range, I'm going to step up to that AR-10 in the 308 or maybe a 6.5 Creedmoor or a 243, something like that. Awesome.
0: So for hearing protection, plugs or muffs?
1: Uh, yeah, I would say plugs over muffs. But you know having gone to now the axle uh, in the earbuds um, I, I I don't mind the muffs, but I find they tend to get in the way a little bit with the yeah, stock on the rifle right, on the long guns they, they're, they're not quite they're
0: not quite long as much as they say they're low profile and they cut the thing out. They still, get not in way.
1: Yeah, they still get in the way a little bit. So, uh, yeah. if I had to go with muffs or earplugs, I'm going to go with the plugs. And, uh, if I, you know, obviously I'm going to use my, uh, noise canceling earbuds all the time, just because, uh, I can, uh, I can hear what's being said around me when the range safety officer calls for a ceasefire, I can hear him. Yep. It cancels out the noise. And, uh, Mine minor bluetooth so i can put a little metallica in there if i want yeah to. I've, I've done that too yeah I've, I've got a whole playlist on
0: on youtube of my rage music yeah there you go <laughs> yeah. um, it's funny i i asked that question uh, a while back i had um, the attorney general for the state of montana was on and i asked him that question and he goes neither I'm like neither he goes or no he didn't say neither he goes can i say suppressor you yeah. know, like I will take suppressor all day yeah. long. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I love my suppressor. I've got the uh, Dead Air uh, Dead Air Nomad Thirty. And, oh, nice. Uh, well, I tell you what, man, uh, the it, it my AR fifteen sounds like a twenty two and shoots like a twenty two. I love yeah. that.
0: Thing. Yeah, Dead Air. I had, I had Mike Papa's on about a year ago from Dead Air. Okay. Um, amazing suppressors. Yeah, I mean they really are. They are. They're
1: great suppressors. I highly recommend them. So, for your thinking question,
0: I'm going to take you to the world's largest armory. And inside this armory has one of anything that has ever thrown a projectile. It could be anything from Dennis the Menace's slingshot to one of the deck guns off the Missouri. And it's been cleared by every possible government agency that you can walk away with one. What are you taking out of that armory?
1: Oh wow, um, that's a tough one. That's why it's such a question. Wow, there's so many I would want to grab. Um, wow, that's a loaded question. I know, right? I I love, absolutely love um, lever action rifles, uh, the old cowboy guns. Yeah. Uh, you know a Marlin eighteen ninety four in forty four mag. Uh, I own one of those. Um, you know the the old image of John Wayne die riding down the mountain with the yeah. reins in his mouth and he's cocking that <laughs> gun one handed and you know he tells Old Ned Pepper, "Fill your hands, you son of a bitch." <laughs> you know that, right? Uh, uh, I think that's the greatest thing in the world. But uh, if I could only take one. I'm probably going and grabbing uh, an HK MP5 full auto. Nice. You you are not the first
0: person to say that even yet, like the past couple months. Yeah. Um, yeah. MP5, you just can't you just can't beat the uh MP5. And it's funny, we didn't talk about it on the podcast, but you've got handguards for nine millimeter to make it make your AR look like an MP five. Hey, there
1: you go. Yeah. I mean, that's just badass right there. Yeah. This is our uh, ARV, we call it. Uh, we were, we were going to call it the AR-5, but somebody had already trademarked AR-5. So we uh-huh. used the Roman numeral V, which is 5. five. Right? Yep. So yep. this is the ARV, and it's that MP5 clone type of handguard. And, uh, you know, the, the uh, federal court just uh, vacated the pistol brace rule. So we're allowed to have our pistol braces again, and besides that, I'm a member of the Firearms Policy Coalition, and I'm exempt anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, Jim, man, thank you so much for, for taking time out of your day. I know it's been, especially since we're recording this on a Monday and everything goes crazy on a Monday. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you so much for taking time out for joining us. All right. Thank you. Like I said in the intro, I'm not getting a penny from Bowden Tactical for this. When I came up with the whole Black Friday, Cyber Monday podcast concept, they're the ones that went into my head first. I went, hey guys, you want to come on and talk about your products? Because I really believe in your products. I love that they're made right here in the US and I love the quality. Please come on. And they're like, yeah, we're there. We're coming on. And I really appreciate them making time. We recorded this on Monday. And um, it's always tough doing a podcast on Monday, um, just because you know it's the first of the week, and we're going into Thanksgiving. It's a short week, but I really appreciate them making some time to come on the show so that we could talk about their products. Go check out their Black Friday sale. I have a link down below. Now for the product of the podcast, it is well the Smart Assist from my friends over at Real Avid. This thing's super cool. I have this mounted up on. master gun workstation Um, these things just kind of click right in i've got a clip right here and they go right into that dock it's super cool now if you have the master vice which is you know right back there get this block you can put this on to your master gun vice, and there's the ports right there and you can clip them on you can work on but what's really cool What happens if you have neither, or you don't want to use it on either one of those. You just want to use this on your bench. This block, instead of putting it onto your vise, has some holes. Screw this right down to your bench. You can click all of your attachments right there and use it on your bench. So, super cool product from RealAvid. I have a link down below. Go check it out. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, click that video right there. That video is the review video I did on the Foundation Free Float Tube from Balden Tactical. Everybody else, there's a link down below. I hope you had a safe Thanksgiving and enjoyed it with your family. Thanks for listening. Hope you're staying safe out there. and look forward to talking to you again soon.